Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play Podcast. Today we're going to be breaking down the AFC East. Uh, long may they reign, maybe not. Uh, the Patriots are going to be revolving around our discussions, and that discussion will happen between your two favorite people. Leo, how you doing? I'm good, man. I actually just ate some really good tacos before this, so I'm ready to roll. I am starving. I got to work out, and then I got to eat. Um... I have been on a pretty good diet, down 31 pounds. So Whoa, am, look at you. I am cashing that cow out during uh, this quarantine. So i got to be productive in some way or another. And I was like, you know, when I go back to work, everyone's going to be like, who's the new guy? And I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. I've lost a lot of weight, too, and I think it's just nice. because I'm not walking around, like, bored eating, you know? Bored eating. You're used to your routine in your house. You know, that for me, it's going to work when people are like, let's go out to lunch. And I'm like, of course, let's go out to lunch. You know, and you're like, exactly. fuck. Um, End so up eating a burger, some fried chicken. Something so. horrible that tastes great because I'm like, yeah, work sucks, but my lunch is going to be good. So, yeah. I feel that. I got to figure it out uh, when I get back. Maybe I'll never go back. Uh, no, I have. So, let's break it down. Let's jump right into the AFC East here. Uh, let's start. Head coaching ranks. We're going to skip the one spot. There's no point in talking about our one seeds. Uh, our one seeds are very clearly uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, for me, though, my number two seed is Sean McDermott and the Bills. I have uh, Brian Flores, number three. And I'll tell you this. It's a fast number three. I think by the end of this season, I might have him, him as the better head coach over Sean McDermott. I think Sean McDermott's a pretty good head coach. And then the Jets, I'm giving a bagel to. They do not qualify. They do not have a head coach. How do you have it ranked? All right. So, like you said, Bill, Bill's the GOAT. We don't really need to go there. So, starting at two, uh, I'm going to get spicy. I'm going with Brian Flores, number two. Cannot argue. Cannot argue. I love it. Right. That, that roster was ass cheeks last year. They traded one of the better left tackles in the league midseason, and somehow he still pulled five wins out of there. Um, living in Florida, I get a lot of Dolphins games on local TV, and so I watched more than I would have liked, I guess. But yeah. they they weren't as bad as the record suggested throughout most of the year, and I thought they finished strong. They were 3-2 and two in the last five. I, I got Flores number two. And it might be disrespectful to McDermott because is, he actually went to the playoffs, got 10 wins. I understand that. Yep. But Flores made cake out of shit and and – McDermott, you know, he has more to work with over there. So I'm going to give McDermott the third spot. And Adam Gase, he's in the basement. Yeah. If there was a fifth spot, I'd put Adam Gase there. It, look, I'm I'm going to be honest. I think Adam Gase is a bottom three head coach in the NFL. Uh, and, I, I mean, he has not shown in six years any semblance of being able to organize a team or put a good product on the field. Um, the Jets continue to be inept by keeping him in place. Uh, they will never be good as long as I really he's don't there. understand the the front office decision to hire him. Like I don't get that. He didn't show anything in Miami, and you're in the division. Like you watched what he did in Miami, which was nothing. In your division, you played him twice a year, and you went, you know what? That's our guy. Uh, I really don't think Adam Gase survives this year uh, with a new GM in place. They're gonna fire him and look for someone else. I I just don't believe that. Uh, Adam Gase is going to do anything important. I think the Jets are going to fall into oblivion this year. Um, and I'm with you on Brian Flores. I give it to Sean McDermott because I think Sean McDermott uh, is, you know, better track record. Uh, he has put a good product on the field besides not having a quarterback. little hint to what's coming up. Um, 
But the what the Dolphins did at the end of the year, they ruined my bet. I had them under four and a half with five oh. weeks to play. They had one, oh, no, they had two wins with five weeks to play, and they win three to bust my under of four and a half. Um, I was supremely impressed. Uh, they had some tough competition done the end. They beat the Patriots to knock them out of a bye week. Then they get eliminated by the Titans, as you know. Uh, this is a, and that was a must win for the Patriots. This is all great news for the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins have their head coach of the future. I think that in the next, in 10 years from now, we'll be talking about Brian Flores. Bill will have retired. Sean McDermott will have moved on. Um, and for all the rest of that division's sake, I hope Adam Gase is still coaching the Jets. Uh, so let's slide over into a topic that's going to be... Uh, it's going to be debated uh, where we have these teams ranked because it's just there's such a underwhelming position crew across the board. Uh, how do you have these offenses ranked out? Obviously, minus the quarterback. Yeah, this is tough. Uh, this division's ugly when it comes to skill players. Uh, I'm going to give the Bills the number one spot. You know, if you have Stephon Diggs, you have John Brown. Devin Singletary looked good in his rookie year last year. Um, they drafted a rookie, Zach Moss, you know, to give Singletary some rest. They have the most options, uh, so I'm going to give the Bills the number one spot. After the Bills, man, it gets real tough. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm actually going to go with the Jets second because they have Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is a better option than anyone else on the other three teams. So uh, I'm going to give them Bell. Um, they have Denzel Mims. They drafted dude out of Baylor. We'll see with him. Uh, so I'm gonna go Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't like the Patriots' weapons at all. No. Uh, their best option on offense is who? James White, maybe Tony Michelle. It's not any of their receivers. I don't like James White. Uh, I mean, I don't like Tony Michelle at all. I don't think. I think he struggles at pass protection and he can't catch the ball, which is tough. Um, for me, uh, the way I've got them broken down is I have the Bills number one, obviously. They're just top end is a lot better than everybody else. Uh, the wide receiver depth chart's not bad. Uh, here are your three, Diggs, Brown, Beasley. I'll be honest, that can win you a Super Bowl. Uh, and what I mean by that is you don't need super skilled positions. Look at what the 49ers did last year, winning, uh, not winning, but going to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Debo Samuels, they're number one. Uh, number, you know, they've got, uh, a, what's that guy? Uh, Ar uh, uh, darn, the, the rookie they drafted was really fast. I know uh, Debo is, was young as well. Um, they, let, uh, they let some of their talent go. But their front three for the Bills is good enough to get you to a... It's just there's enough talent there with Diggs, Brown, and Beasley to get the job done. Uh, you go to their running backs. I really liked what I saw to Devin Singletary. They've got Zach Moss. TJ Yeldon's going to finalize that. Uh, after that, for me, I follow in with the Jets as well. Uh, the They have Bell. They have Frank Gore. So I'm going to give them... They, they've, got, they've got some... They've got something here. They got something working. It's something to work with. It's something to work with. Their wide receivers, I had, you know, they did draft Mims. Uh, you have Crowder. Crowder is going to be a underrated uh, fantasy option this year in PPR because he's going to catch a ton of passes. Passes. They have Rashard Perriman. They have Josh Doxson, who's a good possession receiver. So they have some pieces they can put together here. Uh, and then after that, this division completely falls apart. Uh, I have the New England Patriots as three for me. 
um, because I just don't see anything popping at all in the Dolphins chat room. Uh, for the Patriots, the, you at least have Mohamed Sanu, Julian Edelman, uh, Nikhil Harry. We'll have to see what happens. This is his second year. If it doesn't pop through this year, that's it. Sonny Michelle, I'm not a fan of, but I do like James White as a pass-catching option. They do have Rex Burkhead. And then the Miami Dolphins, this is uh, Devontae Parker. We st- I don't really think we know what we get with him, right? Uh, Pres- he had a good year last year, but he it was did. a contract year, so I need to see it this season. Yep, and then you have Preston Williams. What are we doing there? Albert Wilson, what are we doing there? Running back Jordan Howard, Matt Breida. This is a – if you want to write down what a running back by committee looks like, this is it. Uh, they just have no skill positions, which is a little disappointing because they're bringing in a rookie quarterback, uh, and we'll get to him in a little bit. Um, but that's how I've got it broken down. For defensive wise, number one for me is, and I, 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 number one for me is the Patriots. Number two for me is the Bills. Number three this year for me is going to be the Dolphins. Number four, the Jets. Um, and we'll skip right down to the Dolphins. For me, what they've done on defense, they've brought in a lot of people. They spent a lot of money. Um, they bring over Kyle Van Noy. They've got Xavier Howard, Eric Rowe. Um, they've so their secondary. I mean, their linebacker core is going to be pretty good. Uh, their defensive line isn't going to be great, uh, but they're filling in actual NFL caliber players. Uh, it's about how they grow into those positions for me. Uh, but I don't like anything I see on the Jet side. At least with the Dolphins, I look at starters who can get the job done as opposed to when I flip over to the Jets defense and their best players, Jamal Adams, who says he wants to be traded, uh, C.J. C.J. Mosley's coming off a year he didn't play. Uh, Quinnen Williams looked good at time, but he's he got in trouble with the... I don't know if they're going to suspend him or anything for the guns. Uh, Quinnen Williams is the one who went through the airport with... Uh, um, uh, LaGuardia Airport went through with guns. Uh, so I don't... I don't yeah, I know. Just crazy dumb shit. So, I, you know, I'm not sure what's going to come out of that. Quinnen Williams, just to say, I thought... That he was an upstanding kid. I'd never read anything bad about him. That just looks like a brain fart, but it could be a costly one. I just don't know where they're going to get any talent. Their best player on the defense hates the hates everything there. Uh, so how uh, you got it? Looking. Yeah, I would say I I agree with you for the most part. I got the Pats one, Bills second, Dolphins third. I got the Jets last. Yep. I mean, I know that the the Dolphins gave up a a shit ton of points last year but like you said they made a bunch of additions in the offseason on defense uh in the draft they drafted a corner in the first round a defensive tackle in the second round a safety in the third round uh and two edge rushers in the fifth round so you know they really attack the defense in the draft and they have a defensive head coach so uh, I'm going to give the Dolphins the edge over the Jets on the 3-4 matchup there. Just, but the Pats are easily number one. Easily. And just to put in perspective how much of a gap that Miami has to close, they gave up 494 points last year. New England and Buffalo don't combine for that many. So <sighs> they gave up more points than Buffalo and New England combined. Combined, New England and Buffalo gave up 480 Four points, uh, whereas Miami gave up 494 points just on their own. So they gave up more points than two whole teams in their division. Uh, so they've got a long way to go, but I think we've seen some of those strides. So the that- logic says that I should give the Jets the third spot, yeah. but 
I just think that the Dolphins, with that influx of talent and the good coaching staff, I think they're going to take a, a step forward this season. And I, I see the Jets taking a step back. Yeah, and, and the Dolphins did give up, again, the most points. I don't think there was another team that kind of – there's a couple within 30 points of them. The Jets gave up 359 points, 150 less than Miami. Uh, so, you know, almost 10 a game. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Miami gave up by far the most points in the league. But So I, I'm, I'm probably going to end up eating my words here, but I'm I don't, sticking with I don't think we are. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think we are. I think, uh, I, I believe that Miami will easily edge out the Jets. And with Brian Flores leading that that car, I think they're going to be in good shape, honestly. And I've got some spicy words for them later. Um, but the uh, let's go ahead and rank the quarterbacks. Give me your quarterback ranking, and this is where things get absolutely fucked. Uh, all right. Do we Are we calling to a starter, or are we calling Fitzpatrick the starter right now? Put them together. Okay. Um, damn. I'm going to go with... Man, this is tough. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to give Sam Darnold the number one spot. Okay. I, I, like, I like what I saw out of Sam Darnold. I mean, I, I haven't liked a lot of what I've seen from the Jets in the last two years, but I think Darnold is the one bright spot that they have, uh, and there's not much competition right now in the division i mean maybe tua and fitzpatrick but we haven't seen Tua yet so i can't do that uh we haven't seen stidham make a start yet uh so i can't do that either and i don't like josh allen that much so by default darlin darnold excuse me is going to get the number one spot uh number two i'm going to give it to fitzpatrick and tua because i think tua is going to be special Josh Allen can get the number three spot. I mean, he, he took a team to the playoffs. We got to give him that much. But his arm is not accurate, and an accurate arm is important for a quarterback. So I can't give him one of the top two spots. Uh, Stidham's going to go last. I actually think Stidham's going to have a good year this year. I think he'll be a solid starter if they choose to go with him. But we don't know that yet. So I got to give him the last spot. Uh, for me, um, this is the worst absolute worst quarterback coaching quarterback room you could possibly put together in the nfl easily easily there's not a list i couldn't decide it took me a couple seconds there there's not a team with worse worse quarterbacks there just isn't i'm talking about right now going into this year for me i I don't think it's an i don't think it's a question ryan fitzpatrick's the best quarterback in this division and it ain't close it's magic baby it's ryan fitzpatrick and then you can take the rest um, I have Sam Darnold at second on my list uh, out of, after Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua. Um, I have, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I have Stidham as the third and Josh Allen as the fourth. <laughs> I would not start my, if you, I would rather draft a quarterback with my first round pick than take Josh Allen. There, aren't, uh, there are very few quarterbacks I think are less capable of running an offense than Josh Allen. Mitchell Trubisky and Josh Allen, to me, are the same person. The same person, only I've seen Mitchell Trubisky have competent games. The only competent game with his arm. I haven't seen Josh Allen put a competent game together with his arm. Uh, Josh Allen is 
going to be this season's Mitchell Trubisky. And what I mean is he will be holding the Bills back. If they were in a division that had the talent that uh, the Bears are in, the Bears in a division with Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, uh, three teams equipped with quarterbacks, good franchises in Green Bay and the Minnesota. If, if the Bills were up against that, they would be in a very difficult position. However, the Bills do have a good defense, and they play in a division with no quarterbacks whatsoever besides Ryan Fitzpatrick. You've got Jared Stidham we know nothing about. Uh, Sam Darnold last year was caught saying, I'm seeing ghosts out there. Uh, Sam Darnold yeah, that was rough. is a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde of a quarterback. Um, and... and you have Stidham and um, and Allen as your bottom two quarterbacks, right? I've got Stidham ahead of Allen. Okay, so a scenario for you. One game for your life, you have to pick the quarterback, and those are your two choices. You're going with Jared Stidham? Do I get the coaches as well? Uh, no. Okay. No, you just get the quarterback. If it's one game, I'm going to line up Josh Allen. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh... <laughs> That's a tough one. It's it's really tough because I fucking hate Josh Allen. Uh, I'm going with Stidham. I, I know I know if it's one game on the line, I I could probably get more out of Stidham. I could probably get more out of Stidham than Josh Allen. Um, That's funny. You you'd rather go from the guy you've only seen in preseason action than Josh Allen? Yeah, and you know what? I, I don't. I, I just don't. I'll tell you this. Everyone that's around here knows that I, I, I just don't think anything at all of Josh Allen. Um, I don't think that he can make good decisions. I don't think he can throw the ball accurately, and those are the two things I, I value in a quarterback. Um, I don't think he reads defense as well. Uh, so the three things that I like in a quarterback, Josh Allen is 0 for 3. And it's not just 0 for 3, it's it's bad 0 for 3. And that's with a defense that keeps you in the game. Okay, this is not like Josh Allen's had to play catch-up. No, what we're saying is we have an established running game. We have uh, an established defense. So, Josh, we just need you to not screw this up. And let me just read through his stats because his stats tell you that they literally take the ball out of his hands at all costs. They take the ball out of his hands. And that's the team that drafted him, okay? If they thought that he could win them games, they would give it to him. But he can't. His stats last year, he threw for 3,000 yards, which is just not many. He threw for 20 touchdowns and 9 picks. This guy is not producing anything you're not getting anything with him he can run the ball a little bit we saw that drop down last year so i i don't i don't think you're going to i just don't see it he ran for 510 yards 130 less than the year before although even if it was 130 less yards he still ran 20 more times so is he getting squeamish you know what are we looking at uh, he's taken a couple big hits in the last couple years. You probably should chill out a little bit with the running. If he stops running, you're going to lose all production. Just to put him in perspective, Sam Darnold, who was out for a huge portion of the year, almost threw for the same amount of yards as him, threw for 19 touchdowns and 13 picks. 
missed those t- uh, three games with mono, almost threw for the same amount of yards, almost threw for the same amount of touchdowns. Um, so you're Sam Darnold to Josh Allen, and jo- Sam Darnold had way less to work with with Josh Allen. If you go to Ryan Fitzpatrick from last year, who played in how many games did he start last year? Uh, Most of them, right? 13. So in 13 games last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw for 500 more yards, 20 touchdowns, 13 picks, more picks. But he has way less to work with. Like we said, they gave up 500 points of offense, uh, of defense. So, you know, I don't think this is close. I think that the Buffalo Bills need to find a new quarterback starting immediately. Um, I don't think you can go into the, I'm going to even go on this limb. I don't think you can expect to win a playoff game with Josh Allen. Ever. I don't think you can go into this season pointing at Josh Allen and go, that's the guy that's going to take us over the hill. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, there's not a single game you could show me that would make me think otherwise. He had a great game against uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. But you're not, I'm never going to give you anything when you're game planning against Jason Garrett, who believes that the best defense is a vanilla ice cream that everyone knows is coming. Just get out of here with that. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm. I'm so on the anti Josh Allen train that I wish the rest of their team. If I'm, I'm, I'm shitting you not. If Ryan Fitzpatrick went to the Buffalo Bills, that team would be a 12 win team. With Josh All right, that's, Allen, you actually jumped into what I was about to ask you. Where is the cutoff line to where you say? Uh, I know that you have Allen as one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league. So where is the line where you say if they had this quarterback, this would be a Super Bowl team? Um, you know, if you put Kirk Cousins on the Bills, they're a Super Bowl team. <laughs> Stephon Diggs doesn't want to hear that. No, oh, I get it. But uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't get the luxury of playing with a defense like the Bills that's just a steel trap. Okay, that defense is top tier, really, really good defense. And they've got a good running game and they've got good special teams. And I like their coaching. So how come they can't score more than 20 points if they need to to win a game? I watched Josh Allen implode with a two touchdown lead in the playoffs last year. And couldn't make a single right decision. I go to one moment. If you want to know why Josh Allen won't be a successful quarterback, late in the game against the Houston Texans, he dropped back to pass. His fullback was running downfield. His fullback was running downfield. All the way downfield, double coverage. Josh Allen still threw a jump ball to him. That's all I need to know. That Josh Allen read the defense, said, that's my fullback. He's double covered. He's 30 yards downfield. I cannot throw downfield successfully. We know that about Josh Allen. He was the worst deep ball passer in the NFL last year. And that was an improvement over him being the worst deep ball passer the year before. But you'd have to go into backups to find where he ranked. At all starting quarterbacks last year, Josh Allen ranked 32 in deep ball accuracy. The year before that, he was down in the 40s. Okay, so he's improving to where he's now the 32nd worst quarterback. Congratulations, you're not even close. If he continues to improve at that rate, and four years from now, he'll be in the middle of the pack. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said, but when you lay it out like that, that's gross. It's a gross. Especially the jump ball to the double-covered fullback in the middle of a playoff game. So you mean to tell me none of your wide receivers you'd rather throw to? If he's double-covered, that means you're one-on-one everywhere else. 
So you mean to tell me your decision was I'd rather throw to the short fullback double covered 30 yard downfield than any of my other targets? Like that's what went through his head. Understand that that level of decision making. And then let's go a step deeper. Do you remember when he was running with the ball and he lateraled it towards the end of the game? Uh, yes. Still was talking about, and he just lateraled it to like nobody. What was that, Josh? Yeah. What was that? You know what it's showing me? You're looking at someone that when the game speeds up, he falls panic. apart. Not a little panic. That's all the panic in the world. The worst thing you could have done with that ball is just throw it. Just just, just into the air behind you to someone, hopefully. That's the worst thing. Okay, Josh, you're about to get tackled. What do you want to do with the ball? Mm, boom! And, <laughs> and you throw it to someone. Just, you know, just got rid of it. So what you're showing is when, the, when there's pressure added, when the game's on the line, this guy can't think. If the game's slow, they take the ball out of his hand. You're not going to find other winning teams that went, oh, yeah, and our quarterback threw for, you know, was only responsible for 3,500 total yards. Uh, he played every game. It's not like we weren't an opportunity to pull him. Oh, but we also had a top three defense, and we got a pretty good running game. Uh, and, you know, we don't have terrible weapons. There's John Brown, Cole Beasley. I mean, Dropping Zach Moss might have actually been an indictment on, on Josh Allen because Singletary is fine. You know, he looked good last year, but I think they know they need to run the ball even more. Even more. This is going to be a team that is, and they look at their division, they know what they can do. You look at this division, they go, we're going to run the ball. We're going to play defense. Um, we, we are going to snuff out these other teams. And then when they play teams with high-powered offenses, they're they're going to try to control the clock, and, and they're probably going to get blitzed by the top of the league so uh, i won't go anymore on josh allen let's talk about the nfl win totals uh this will be the uh let's start with the patriots now the interesting thing about the patriots here they have a over under of nine wins nine wins uh let me run through who they're gonna play this year because i don't understand where the nine wins come from uh, so I'm taking the under, but just to walk through real quick, uh, they're going to play Miami. They're going to start off the year playing Miami. They split with Miami last year. Let's say they split again. I think Miami's getting better. I think it'd be hard to argue that the, the Patriots didn't take a step back. Let's say they split with Miami. Then they're going to go to Seattle. They're going to get the Raiders at home. They go to Kansas City. They get Denver, San Francisco, then at Buffalo, at New York, Baltimore, Houston, Arizona, Chargers, Rams, back-to-back, back-to-back, and then back, and then again on the road to Miami. They finish the year with Buffalo and New York. Find me nine wins. You're going under? I'm going under. This is seven. This is a seven-win team. Look, man, they still have Bill, right? Yep. As long as they have Bill, I'm counting on them to win the division. I think they're going to win the division again this year. See, I my my biggest thing with them is I go, let's say Jason Stidham's really good. Jared Stidham's really good, right? Let's just say he's good. Tom Brady's goat. You lost him. You were already on a team that through the end of the year was running on fumes. You lost to Miami in a, in a must-win game. They lost a couple games before that. They lost to Houston. They lost to Kansas City. This was going into the playoffs, and they lose to Tennessee. So... My problem is they lost to three contenders in the final stretch of the year when they needed to win with Tom Brady. You lose Tom Brady and you add what? Not much. So you didn't add really anything on defense. You're going to run through this. And like I said, let's say you split with Miami. 
you're going to beat Seattle in Seattle? Uh, you're going to beat Kansas City in Kansas City? You're going to beat Baltimore? You're going to beat Houston in Houston? Look, I, I don't know how they're going to get to nine wins. You just but like, they were 5-1 and one in the division last year. Yeah. I mean, I know they lost Brady, but the rest of the division didn't get dramatically better. So if they can get four wins in the division, then they're going to make it to nine. I would go over, personally. Okay. Bills, nine wins. I, 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 the Bill- I'm going to go over on them as well. So, yeah, the division got weaker. They, yep. I don't think that they, the team is much different. They have a better number one receiver now. But like you said, Josh Allen. So who knows if they'll take advantage of that addition of talent. But they were at 10 wins last year. I don't think that they got worse. So uh, I could see them around the 10 win, 9, 10 wins again this year. That's right where I've got them. I've got them pushing the 9 wins. Now, he, here's some. Here's where they're scheduled. In the beginning of the year, the first four weeks are somewhat easy. Uh, holy shit. I'm looking at tickets for the games. Uh, and not tickets, but uh, if you pull it up on ESPN, they show you the ticket prices for the game. Uh, here's a little fun thing. Uh, their game in the past. <laughs> The Bills game in Las Vegas, you can find tickets as low as $308. Ugh, what? I want to put that in perspective. There is not another game on their schedule that you can buy a ticket. You know, uh, their New England game in New England, it's as tickets as low as $147. That's a primetime game. Bro, who's paying $300-some to watch Bills Raiders? That's the lowest ticket available for Bills Raiders right now is $308. That's insane. I don't even have a reason for that. What, a, what do you think? That's a hundred. It's just because it's a, it's a new stadium. New stadium. So that's that's where they're going to cash in. But here's the thing with the Bills' schedule. We'll run through it. First four weeks. Okay, they're going to have to go three and one here. They're going to go to the New York Jets at Miami. They're going to play the Chargers. No, is that the Rams? Yeah, that's the Rams. And then they're going to play in Las Vegas. So they got to win th- three and one, right? You got to go three and one to start that. Right. If they're doing what they're supposed to do, that should be 3-1. and 3-1. Now here you go. At Tennessee versus Kansas City. New England. Seattle. At Arizona. Those, that's a, that's a, at, look. Yeah. You I, could I got lose, a few losses baked into that you batch. You could lose you all of them. Then you're going to get the Chargers. And here's their end of their schedule, which it, it's not favorable. You get the Chargers, okay. Uh, if they're starting Tyrod Taylor, you're going to be looking at two teams almost identically matched trying to run the ball down each other's throats. you got to go to San Francisco. Then you get Pittsburgh at home. Then to Denver. It's a lot of traveling. All the way to San Francisco. All the way back to Pittsburgh. All the way back to Denver. Then you go to New England and then in Miami. Oh, sorry. At home versus Miami to win. Nine seems right about where they're going to be. I think this division is the division that uh, everyone else steals wins from to boost their records, and this is that weak division that we see. So I'm going to go push, you go over. I feel like you kind of talked me off of it right there when you started reading that schedule. It's a tough Uh. schedule. I mean, they got to play all the second-place teams. Unfortunately, that's going to give them Pittsburgh and Tennessee. No slouches. They're not slouches, right. okay? Like, one was in the title game last year, and the other one is getting back Big Ben. And I saw a statistic today that they are in the top five amongst returning snaps. 
So out of all of their players, they didn't have their quarterback. They still are going to retain top five in return snaps. So they're going to keep their team together, but add a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, at the end of his career, Big Ben is not in his prime, but we'll see where that takes him. It's tough. At Denver, at New England. Yeah, the last time we saw a healthy Ben, he still looked good, so... You know, you, you have a four-week stretch here where you go to San Francisco, Pittsburgh at home, to Denver, to New England. I just think that's tough. I think nine wins is right where I got him. I got him pushing. Yeah, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I think that if I was actually going to put my cash on it, I could see a push. I might actually go under. That yeah. schedule was a little rough with all that traveling you said that they have to do after the first four games. I, I don't know. It, it's tough, and that's and and then you get to the Jets. The division is yeah. weak, though, so that's what makes me think. All right, they could get to ten. It, you, I think they're going to end up going t- uh, four and two in their division with a loss to New England and a loss to Miami. And, and my yeah, pro- I can see that. My problem is if if you're going to, and I think that I think the East is going to be the worst division in in football this year. So, you know, if I look at that and I go, and you're only going to win four of those games, you're going to struggle to fight everybody else. And that's where I think the Bills end up. I think the Bills right at that uh, nine win, eight win. So I'm going to push that. Uh, The Jets have seven on their calendar. Seven. Uh, The Jets schedule, we'll run through it real quick. Um, A little more favorable because now you're going to get to play the third place teams. But a lot of those third place teams, unfortunately for for, for Jets fans out there, Got a little better. Um, the third place teams you were going to play, right? Because that's how it works. You rank third, you play third. They're going to get Indianapolis with a Philip Rivers now as their quarterback, and Indy also beefed up their defense. And you're going to get Cleveland. So uh, what you're going to, you know, Cleveland got a new head coach. So those aren't two like easy wins. Those could both be good teams. So the Jets schedule goes like this, and. Uh, Honestly, Adam Gase could be fired by week six. They go to Buffalo. They play San Francisco. They go to Indianapolis. They're going to play Denver and Arizona back-to-back. Then they're going to go to the Chargers. Then they're going to play the Bills again. Then at Kansas City versus New England at Miami by week, week 11. Okay. Tell I me have right- three wins so far, which you just read. Three. That. It- and, and those are probably coin flips on those wins. They're not like, okay, they're definitely wins. I mean, you get Miami in Miami. You don't know what you're going to get out of that. Uh, the, the, you, the Chargers. I think they could probably get the Chargers and maybe the Cardinals. Maybe the Cardinals. Cardinals are going to have an offense this year. And the Jets do not have a defense. So, like, uh, that's what I'm saying. So, we're, we're at week 11 now. We see maybe three wins. So now we flip it to the final stretch, and you know this is where they could make up some ground. But they have the Raiders, Miami again, in Seattle, in Los Angeles for the Rams, versus Cleveland, and then at New England to end the season. I think seven's crazy. I, I, I'm under that as well. Yeah, uh, I'm counting up about five, six if they're really, you know, if they get hot, <laughs> I can see six. But no, I, seven, no, uh, under, definitely under. And I, now that moves us to my favorite team in this division. And I swear to God, if they just had any type of offensive weapon, I would be, and, and if they're, if, 
they're just lacking too many fundamental pieces for me to go out on a limb and say this is the team that's actually going to surprise everyone and win the division. Uh, I cannot say that because they just don't have – I haven't seen the cohesiveness on defense, and I need to see a little more from the offense to make a claim like that. But this will be a playoff team. I will put money on them making the playoffs this year. Here's their schedule, and it's not easy. I see eight to nine wins, and I think that gets them in. They're going to start in New England. Tough. They're going to play Buffalo. They go to Jacksonville. They then Their murderer's row is, is at the beginning and the end of their season. Then they're going to play Seattle and at San Francisco. They get at Denver. Then you get both L.A. teams in your house, which I think is a big advantage. You go to Arizona, and then you get the Jets. You get your bye week, and then you play the Jets again. So you get to play the Jets. Then you rest. And then you get to play the Jets again. I think that benefits the Dolphins uh, heavily. You get Cincinnati. There better be at least one win in there for them. You got Cincinnati, uh, and then you have Kansas City, New England, Vegas, and Buffalo. Um, I saw a lot out of this Buffalo, this uh, Dolphins team. Their over/under is six and a half, and I am going to be banging the over. Six and a half. Yep. So they need to get to seven for you to win some money. They were five and eleven last year. 5-11, two more wins, the worst place in the division. So they're going to get Jacksonville, they're going to get Cincinnati. So the way I look at it is they should beat Jacksonville, they should beat Cincinnati. They're going to split with Buffalo, they're going to split with New England, and they're going to split with New York, and that gets me five. So now I just got to figure out some chips to fall the other way, and I like that. Right, yeah. Yeah, I do like the over for Miami. You know, I, I'm thinking here, while you're mentioning that they don't really have much offensive weapons, I'm wondering if this might be an interesting Antonio Brown spot. Yep. He's from Miami. His whole family's from Miami. Yep. Uh, they need weapons outside, or at least one more. Devontae Parker's fine, but they need someone else. I wonder if that would be a good spot for him. Uh, I, I, I think, so here's the thing. When you're talking about a talent like Antonio Brown, uh, every spot's a good spot for him because he's a really right, good football right. player. Like, um, so that you know, that's the way I look at it. Is going, hey, it's. Um, I, I think any team you add Antonio Brown to uh, would be would be good to go. Um, would would be right, better. Right, right. I could just see them giving him a maybe like a one year deal with a one year option or yep. something, and just giving Tua something to start his career with. Uh, and so that's uh, you know Miami is my little sleeper baby that I'm that I'm keeping an eye on. Um, and 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 I, I I just don't like the quarterbacks in this division. So basically, at some point, you're telling me this. You're saying, hey, Matt. In my opinion, you've got the best quarterback in the division, and you know the second or third best head coach. With an offense and defense that they spent a lot of money, or a defense spent a lot of money on draft picks to improve, and an offense that you're hoping can get the job done, Devontae Parker takes the next step. I like the over there. So you you going over or under? Yeah, I'm going to go over. Uh, like Miami's improved. They had five wins last year, and this roster is definitely better than it was a year ago. So I'm going to say they're going to hit that over. I Perfect. think them and the Jets flip positions. Yes. I, I do see that. I, I just, I, God, I love everything I see about the, the Dolphins on a head coaching uh, organizational standpoint for the first time ever. I'll tell you this also. The Dolphins stayed true. Remember when they were winning games at the end of the year and everyone's like, oh, there they go. They can't even screw, you know, they were tanking for Tua. But no, they were changing their culture is what they were doing. They stayed the course. 
and they won those games, and people were making fun of them for winning games. Now you're not going to get Tua. Well, who did they draft? Anyone check the whole time you were laughing at them for winning games and building a winning culture or heading that direction? Everyone laughed at them, laughed, laughed, laughed. Who did they end up with? Yeah, still got Tua. Still got Tua. That's weird. Uh, so they've got a plan. They stuck to it. It worked out. Fate, fate favors the bold. I think this is a uh, Brian Flores has come out very strong to the plate uh, about Black Lives Matter, uh, and I think his players are going to respond to that. I think players are going to want to play for him. I think that this you are looking at a next great leader in the NFL. I'm all about it. So I could be too high on that train right now, but. You can't stop me. That train is going for me. And with me looking at the rest of the division, going Patriots going under, Bills potentially pushing, Jets going under, someone's got to go over. That's going to be the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I like it. I like. It. I might actually put real money on that. I, I love the Dolphins. So, All right, uh, one more thing I want to cover. Uh, we saw, and it's just a little bit of NFL news, uh, Debo Samuel breaks his foot uh, in off-season programs. It doesn't look... Yeah, it doesn't look like he'll miss a ton of time, but he's not going to be able to participate in a lot of activities. Uh, this is also uh, this is also a uh, a reoccurring foot injury. And what I mean is, uh, it's a Jones fracture in his left foot. Uh, the Jones fractures can linger. So, I read that that was the foot injury that kind of derailed Dez. Yeah, and so it. it you know, you know, Debo Samuel comes out on Instagram and says, I'm telling you all in 10 weeks, there'll be a better Debo than you've ever seen. Um, I, I got news for you. You're, I know you put a comment out like that because you're scared. That's what it reeks to me. You're going to tell me that 10 weeks of not being able to move on your foot and you're going to be better than when you could move on your foot. That's fear talking. I can see it. We can all smell it. I know what you're trying to do. It's false bravado. Should have came out and said this is a 10-week injury. I'm going to take it very seriously. I'm going to rehab. You know, I'm going to rehab the best I can, and I'm hoping that by the start of the season, I'll be ready to go. When you tell, I really everyone, like Debo Samuel. I didn't like seeing that that alert come across my phone. No, it, he, it he's sucks. A good young receiver. He is, but you break a bone in your foot. It's it, it that sucks. That's your entire like. I'd rather. Right, he uh, he relies a lot on his athleticism and his speed. So a foot injury, that's tough. A foot injury is going to be very tough. All right, that wraps us up. Leo, you got a black-owned business to promote, right? I think I do. Let's see. Yeah. We're gonna go with officialblackwallstreet.com. Uh, they claim to be the largest platform for black businesses. Uh, it's essentially just a directory. Uh, you can search your city. As long as your city's listed, you'll see the registered black-owned businesses that exist in that city, uh, and it'll provide you with some of their information and links to their socials. So if that's something that you're searching for, officialblackwallstreet.com has a nice little directory of some black-owned businesses in your area. Perfect. And that'll get everyone... Uh, you know, wherever you live, because it's tough to find ones that are nationwide. Uh, find one that's local and support it. Uh, I think later this week we're going to have another pod coming up uh, called The Locker Room. We're going to feature talk that you would hear, uh, you know, off the field, right? This can be sports related. Uh, it's most likely not going to be talking about football. It could, uh, but this is going to be, could be discussions about athletes in the past, could be discussions about things happening in our culture. Uh, but this is going to be our locker room segment that comes up and debuts later this week. Uh, Leo, 
what do you got to promote oh nothing nothing too crazy right now just if you're looking for me you can find me at pick and scroll on twitter uh, you can find me on pickandscroll.com, and I'm working on some videos for some YouTube action, but we'll wait until I got some a little more concrete for that. Sounds good. Uh, for me, you can find me on Twitter, pickandplay37. Uh, you can follow me right now. I'm not doing a whole lot of posting, waiting on sports, watching sports. Looks like baseball is going to get started. NBA is coming up first, so we'll be taking it step by step. But next up, we're going to tackle the AFC North. You'll find that next week. Uh, this is my territory. Uh, Leo's somewhat temporary ownership of my team, which will be gone by the middle of next season when we beat you guys. Uh, <laughs> but for right now, you guys have a little crown. And we'll break into all that, uh, and we'll get into the down and dirty. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, and we will be back later this week. <laughs>